Hi, this is Jeremy Benson for the Friday night GRC game of the week. I am at Stanberry, where Stanberry just knocked off Nottaway Valley 78 to 34. Uh, the game was a lot closer in the first half. It was actually a 40 to 34 score at halftime, Stanberry on top. The two teams were pretty much trading scores for most of the uh, first half. Uh, Stanberry scored every possession. Nottaway Valley only had two possessions where they didn't score. Uh, but Stanberry had a 40 to 34 lead uh, going into the half. Uh, the first possession, Nottaway Valley started off in three plays. Uh, it was a uh, Jenkins uh, 44 yard touchdown run uh, to go up six to nothing. And then Stanberry countered on the first play, Tucker Schieber. Uh, he had a uh, 13 yard uh, touchdown run after a uh, kickoff return of 42 yards. Uh, uh, on the uh, kickoff return for uh, Stanberry. Unfortunately, I don't have the uh, name of the person. I don't have the number here. Uh, but then uh, after a Nottaway Valley fumble, uh, Stanberry had a two-play drive. This time it was a 23-yard touchdown pass from uh, Colby McQuinn to uh, Gavin Cameron. Uh, they went up 14-6. to Nottaway Valley answered uh, it was a, a long drive, a 60-yard drive, uh, and it ended with a uh, Cook uh, quarterback keeper. He basically just pushed his way in for a five-yard uh, touchdown. Uh, the, after the two-point was no good, it was 14-12 to 12 Stanberry. Uh, Stanberry, as I said, they scored in every possession. Their next possession, uh, this time it was McQuinn. Uh, to Adcock, 11-yard touchdown, made it 20-12. to Nottaway Valley scored again on a Bohannon 14-yard touchdown, made it 20-18. to uh, And then on the opening kickoff, uh, Tucker Schieber took it 72 yards uh, for the uh, touchdown, and that made it 28-18 Stanberry. Uh, Nottaway Valley, they countered again. Uh, this time it was uh, Preston Jenkins uh, again with a two-yard touchdown. Uh, it was 28-26 Stanberry, uh, five minutes left in the second quarter. Uh, but Stanberry only needed one play again. Uh, this play, it was a uh, pass uh, to uh, Decker Heidi uh, from Colby McQuinn, made it 34-26 Stanberry. After Nottaway Valley, uh, turn or after Nottaway Valley punted, uh, Stanberry was able to score again. A, a Grant, a Gavin Cameron, sorry, not Grant, Gavin Cameron with a 12-yard touchdown pass made it 40 to 26. But then Nottaway Valley uh, answered right before the end of the half. Um, Bohannon, he uh, basically just sprinted past the Stanberry defense and, and Cook uh, threw him a dime uh, to make it 40-34 uh, after the two-point conversion. So it was 40-34 at the halftime. Uh, Stanberry had the lead. Uh, but the second half, it was all Stanberry. Uh, Nottaway Valley, who had 265 yards in the half, they were only able to get uh, 20 yards in the entire second half um so, so the uh, uh excuse me so they were only able to get uh 20 yards in the entire second half or i had i have uh 200 and uh yeah 285 for the game so they so in the second half they only had 20 yards uh but they weren't able to score i have they had uh one first down 
in the second half. And that first down was after they got a penalty and were first and five. So it was just a rough uh, second half for Nottoway Valley. Uh, Stanbury, um, they did score on their first uh, three possessions of this of this third quarter. Uh, and then they scored on their final, or excuse me, th- for their first four. But their, fir- their opening one was a kickoff, so that wasn't really, really a uh, offensive possession. Uh, Gavin Cameron had a 65-yard touchdown. Uh, ru- uh, touchdown return uh, to to make it 48-34. And then they scored on their uh, first three uh, drives of the game. Uh, Tucker Schieber with a 34-yard touchdown run. Uh, and then Gavin Cameron with a 12-yard touchdown run. And then Gavin Cameron with a 36-yard touchdown run uh, where there are three touchdowns in the third quarter. They went into the uh, fourth quarter up 72-34. to And then they ended the game uh Really, uh, there was one second left on the clock when they scored, but there, it was a running clock. So uh, the game ended uh, with uh, Treston Williams uh, scoring on a 12-yard run. Uh, and the, and so the final score was 78-34, Stanbury. Uh, so some of the stats here that I have for Stanbury, uh, Tucker Schieber had 127 yards rushing, Gavin Cameron with 92 yards, uh, Treston Williams with 15 yards, 12 of them on that final run. Uh, and Jordan Wright had one yard rushing. Um, for uh, the uh, passing, Colby McQuinn, I had him at five for five, 124 yards, a very accurate night. He didn't have a whole lot of passes, but he was accurate on his passes. Uh, I have um, for the uh, receivers, Sheber, Tucker Sheber had 54 yards receiving, um, 36 yards for uh, Decker Heidi. Uh, Gavin Cameron with 23 yards and Cooper Attic Adcock for 11 yards. Uh, total of t- 235 yards rushing, 124 yards receiving, and 359 total yards. Uh, for Nottoway Valley, uh, the quarterback Michael Cook had 112 yards, uh, sorry, 102 yards rushing, uh, but he 101 of those were in the first half. He only got one in the second half. Stanberry was able to really uh, adjust and hold him. Uh, in the second half. Um, Preston Jenkins had 67 yards rushing. Uh, Blake Bohannon had 42. And Clay Hansen had 11. Uh, And then um, Cook was 5 for 10 with 63 yards. Uh, Also, Bohannon threw one pass on a um, uh, tried on double pass, and he was incomplete on that pass. Uh, For uh, the receivers, uh, Preston Jenkins had 16 yards, uh, and then Blake Bohannon had 48 yards, uh, one of them on that long touchdown. Um, and so they ended up with uh, 220 yards, 222 yards rushing, 63 yards passing, 285 total yards. Uh, Stanberry will play North Andrew next week. Um, I did talk about uh, the uh, District 4 in 8-man with um, – uh, with uh, Devin Albertson. Uh, we talked about a little bit more about uh, that entire district. We did talk a little bit about some of the other GRC uh, matchups next week uh, in District 3 as well. Uh, and just, uh, you know, some of the uh, things that are going on in eight man. So here is my talk with Devin Albertson after the game. I'm here with Devin Albertson of Missouri Eight Man Sports. Uh, the uh, Stanberry Bulldogs uh, won. Uh, by the final score of 78 to 34 over Nottoway Valley. 
Uh, it was a close game uh, in the first half. It was actually a uh, one-score game at halftime, but Stanbury pulled away. Uh, Devin, just give me your initial perceptions. Uh, so first for Stanbury, just the two backs there with Sheber and Cameron both ran really hard tonight. Uh, then they combined for five rushing touchdowns, plus each had a returning touchdown today for the Bulldogs. They're both very good. Uh, just run the ball running hard there against the Nolly Valley defense. And then uh, first half, Stanbury, I think they struggled a bit um, with what Nolly Valley was doing a bit there um, between Cook with the quarterback keepers, and then Jenkins with the kind of the off-counter, and then Bohannon either on those little sweeps or the deep pass there at the end of the first half. So that Nolly Valley did some good stuff in the first half, and Stanbury made some nice adjustments at halftime to really limit the Thunder offense there. And um, I can't remember how many yards I had in the second half there, but wasn't very many there for the Thunder. The Stanbury did a great job defensively in the second half. Yeah, I had 265 for Nolly Valley in the first half, only 20 in the second half. Mm -hmm. Uh, they Sanbury made some good defensive adjustments. Uh, it's, it seemed like Nottoway Valley was running the same plays uh, mm -hmm. in the second half, but they weren't working what was working in the in the first half. Um, Nottoway Valley had a uh, a great play there in the first half. Uh, it looked like uh, Bo Hannon just completely outran <laughs> the Stanbury defense, uh, and Cook uh, Cook just dropped a dime, uh, and they they cut the uh, lead to 40-34 at the half, and they had momentum going in, but. Um, it was just gone in an instant. Uh, they kicked it right to Cameron, and Cameron went 65 yards for the TD uh, right at, on the uh, second half kickoff. Uh, and Nottoway Valley couldn't get it back. Yeah, I felt like that really deflated the, the Thunder there at the start of the second half, that kickoff return, because they had him crowd for a second, then Sheber just kind of turned the corner and he was gone there. Uh, long touchdown run, the return, second one of the game there for Stanbury. So, I mean, the Stanbury was a better team. Uh, Lance Walsh had a nice game today as well defensively there for the Bulldogs, and just. Um, better team won. I think it was just a. I think the game was closer in the first half, and I was kind of looking into this game going into it. I think Stanbury eventually just kind of wore them down, just a little more physical up front. And just eventually, that just kind of wore down Nottoway Valley, and just a, a good win for Stanbury. So uh, next week is really uh, we kind of start this. Uh, I would say the meat of this uh, district, <laughs> District Four. Um, so we'll start first with Stanbury. They go play North Andrew. Um, you know, Sheber and. and um, uh, Cameron, they were able to get yards at will tonight, but they weren't facing uh, uh, Andrew Goff or uh, Jacob Chittum or, or Eichner. Uh, they're going to have a much uh, tougher time against North Andrew next week. Yeah, so Nolly Valley did some nice things every once in a while, but they couldn't sustain that. Um, play in, play out, North Andrew can. As you said, that they have some absolute hosses up front there. Not only those guys, but even like the Miller kid and the Patterson kid up front. They just got size everywhere. They're just kind of bigger than Stanbury. Stanbury was bigger than Nolly Valley tonight. I'm not sure they can out-physical North Andrew last week. We saw that in the regular season matchup. Uh, I'm sure Coach Hilton will have a couple adjustments for that game to see what they can do to maybe limit what North Andrew can do offensively. But North Andrew on offense, it's just a machine. Because even if it's like a bad play for them, it's still like six yards. Right. So they're always ahead of yeah. the chains. Um, and if they do get behind the chains, Linville's a good enough a passer with either Lawrence or Eichner on the outside there to hit some passes downfield as well. So um, I like North Andrew next week. Kind of, I think they just need to stay healthy through that game. That's Big thing with North Andrew all year is can they stay healthy? They rested Ecker and Goff last week to get them some rest going into the playoffs with an extra bye week there. Give them two weeks of just not getting hit on kind of deal on there. Mm -hmm. So I think that's going to be good for them. They'll be rejuvenated playing Stanbury. And I think North Andrew does win that game, but it might be closer this time around just because Stanbury will make a couple adjustments. Uh, and then you have um, the uh, other uh, game in the in the top of that bracket, which is uh, not your usual four five matchup <laughs> in a uh, in a district. But the number three ranked team in the state has to go on the road, Albany, to uh, and we don't know whether it's Satarkio or Fairfax, but to play East Atchison next week. And uh, it's not often that you see the number three ranked team in the state uh, play their first district game on the road. 
Yeah, it's very unfortunate there for Albany that that's kind of happened there to them. They're a very good football team. Uh, Kipper Klein, I'm going to see him in first person like live this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I'm really excited to see that versus that East Ashton. You talk about the Wolves; they have a really good defense. Their front is good. They have some good size up front. We haven't talked a whole lot about them this year because they played a pretty soft schedule, but they have a lot of size up front and between this. Lithaberry kid at linebacker and the Spinato kid in the back end, they're really sure tacklers. So it's going to be, it won't be easy sledding there for Albany by any means against the number eight team in the state. Uh, I was just think on the other side of the ball, EA offense just doesn't impress me a whole lot. And Albany's defense, they fly around. We talk about Truman Reynolds all the time. He's a really good player. Kipper Klein, he's going to be in the box, I think. I think his big thing is going to be keeping an eye on Spinato, who's a very explosive player. If they can keep him corralled, I like Albany's chances to win there on the road. But it should be a really fun match. But you said, not every year we get a three at eight game in the first round of the of the quarterfinals kind of deal there in the district. So I'm really excited to see a really good football game there. We knew there was going to be a good game. Whoever those teams are going to end up four or five is going to be a good game. Yeah. It just happened to be Albany and East Atchison. Yeah, I saw uh, – I've seen uh, Albany once this year. It wasn't in those uh, two 36-34 uh, games. <laughs> uh, I saw him against King City and Klein. Uh, it was a it was a tied game right before the end of the half. And, and, and Albany was uh, deep in their territory. And I, I talked to uh, Jared Walvis uh, at, at that game, and both of us thought, well, Albany's just going to uh, basically uh, – play out the half and go in tied and uh Klein had two long bombs uh to get him into position and then ran ran in from the four yard line he he is a talent and uh he can just take over games and 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 uh so I, I think in that game you you have Kemper Klein is just the best player in the game and and he's someone who can just uh you know make big plays yeah absolutely and we talked about Anthony and I have talked about it Kemper last couple of years he started as a sophomore kind of deal took over for Trice Floyd there halfway through the year like this kid's really good just Albany just couldn't quite get it figured out around him this year they have all the pieces together the bunting kids played really well Porter Davis has played has stepped up this year after Darren Feld went out so they're a really good team around Kemper as, as well but Kemper definitely makes that team go because he's just he's a big kid he's six four every bit of not 190 200 and he's just a big kid to bring down he's got a good touch passing the ball as well um, whenever they spread teams out and just let Kemper be Kemper they're just a really tough team to play there. So I'm intrigued to see what he does versus East Atchison. Mm-hmm. And um, if they do get a win playing North Andrew again the next week, will be a lot of fun in the rematch yeah. there. So on the other side of the bracket, uh, in the uh, 2-7 game, this this is not one I know a whole lot about. You know, I I am uh, follow the GRC mostly, but I know you follow them a lot with uh, Platte Valley and South Holt. Yeah, so Platte Valley, I was at, actually did the game the first time these teams played, and uh, Platte Valley – rolled in pretty much that game the Nolan kid who plays quarterback for South Holt got hurt in that game actually missed the next couple of weeks um Platte Valley just a lot bigger there's not a whole lot of options there for South Holt offensively they have three guys really they use with Nolan the Metzger kid and then uh Jace Jackson who's a senior there for him they just don't they only have I think 14 kids out for football this year so they're doing the most with what they have numbers wise on there just Platte Valley is just a little more superior team right now uh Carter Luke is back from injury at running back so that helps their offense out tremendously mm-hmm. there the Blackford kids played well at quarterback, and then McCrary at fullback. Not the tallest guy. I mean, he's probably 5'7", but he runs really hard down there in the middle. And then on defense, the two Miller kids in the D-line plus the Weir kid make them really formidable on defense. So I like Platte Valley to win that game again in the rematch and then set up a really uh, fun game in the second round of that district as well. And so the the other game is Worth County at Rockport. Uh, Worth County, um, there's not I, – I wouldn't say another uh, better two-loss team uh, – in maybe even in uh, eleven man, uh, there there's they've lost to the number one team and the number three team, uh, both of them tight games. I mean, both games were uh, Worth County had leads late in the game, but um, they're a very good team and and they're a team that 
is explosive. They, they like to score fast. They like to hit you fast. And um, I know Rockport fans say, well, they kept up with EA, so they think they you know have a shot. I, I think this is Worth County's uh, game, and I think it's going to be a tough one for Rockport to hang with them. Yeah, Rockport's kind of a weird team because you said that they lost that by two points the last-second touchdown to East Atchison, but then again, week nine, they had to have a goal line stop to beat Mountain City, who's a mm-hmm. two-win team this year. So Rockport, a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde there. It's, their style of play is very similar to East Atchison, where they're going to run the ball, play good defense, and kind of just grind you out kind of deal. I'm not sure if that style can work against a guy like um, team like Worth County because they are so explosive offensively. I mean, they're a team. They played LeBlanc. They were up 30 points in a blink of an eye kind of deal against a good LeBlanc team. That Worth County team is just so explosive with the two McIntyre kids on the outside playing receiver, uh, new at quarterback, and then Cassaval and Heitschew still run the ball in Heitschew. It's kind of a utility weapon there for that offense. So um, I like Worth County a lot in that game. I just don't know if Rockport can score enough points to keep that game interesting, and I'm not sure if they can stop Worth County, a team that was up on North Andrew at halftime until that fumble for a touchdown and kind of get North Andrew the lead going to half. They had outplayed North Andrew for a half and played with them for a full game. I mean, two losses by combined 10 points to number one and three. Right. I can't, you can't really complain about that too much no. in Worth County. They're in a good spot right now is that three seed. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're a team you, you say legitimately has a shot to win it all this year, um, and along with, with uh, probably four other teams in that district, although EA might be down on that. I think you have uh, the other uh, teams in that district all have a shot at winning state this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those, those top four teams that we mean anything to kind of talked about there with North Andrew, Worth County, Platte Valley, and I think Albany over East Ashton there in that 4-5 matchup all have a chance. If they win that district, they're the favorites in the state semifinals at that point to possibly win state. I know they got to play a most likely a tough Archie team in that semifinal, right. but I mean, winner of that semifinal is going to be heavily favored in the state game. Either way, I mean, right. this side of the bracket's stacked with um, the top teams of the state, I think it's seven of the top eight teams on the state are on the same side of the bracket this year with five of them being in District 4. So um, if they can stay through healthy, that's going to be the biggest thing for right. these teams that go on that win. Don't lose your best players. Don't lose those, those um, good role players as well that kind of fill out your roster kind of deal. Um, for example, for teams especially like North Andrew, who's not the deepest team but has really a lot of top talent, mm-hmm. they can't afford to have injuries going forward to this little gauntlet here. and. For a team like Albany, if, if if they can make a state run where they beat like East Adjston, North Andrew, either Platte Valley or Worth County, they beat Archie, there'd be no dispute of who the state champion would be because right. they went through like, hey, we beat all the top five teams down the way here, guys. So like, yeah. we've earned this kind of deal. So uh, whoever gets out of this district definitely going to earn it this year. Yeah, it would be impressive. So the other, um, the other district that has GRC teams in it is uh, District 3. Um, there's two games there. Uh, one of them, St. Joe Christian LeBlond, I was at that game. It was not a contest. Uh, <laughs> I mean, St. Joe Christian did have a couple of, of good drives in the game, but pretty much every drive that LeBlond had, I think it was either one or two plays. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Landon Gardner pretty much, uh, he had <laughs> most of the uh, plays in that game. I think, uh, I think they had more, uh, more plays that were for touchdowns than that weren't, that weren't for touchdowns. I don't see it being much different. Uh, St. Joe Christian right now, they're, they are just very thin on numbers, and I don't know. You know, they might have a bye week to get a couple of players healthy, but uh, you know, they they just don't have the uh, don't have the uh, horses this year to uh, to compete. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing with them right now. I think they finished the game with ten healthy players versus King City, based on what I saw from the sideline kind of deal. And they got the game to halftime and called it there to make sure you get healthy for the playoffs kind of deal. And you just had LeBlanc. They're a really good football team. Landon Gardner's an absolute – we talked about Kemper Klein a lot there. He's a very similar type player where he's just very explosive with his arm with the Jake Carell kid there at LeBlanc. It's a really – one of the better connections of the state there through the passing game. So I like LeBlanc a lot. I think they're a really good team as that two seed. 
they got that two seed with that last win in the regular season there with that Bramer loss falling into the four seeds. So I'm um, really excited to see what LeBlanc does there and kind of if they can get a win, possibly send them a big matchup there stylistically and talent-wise with possibly King City in the second round. Right, and so the other game, King City, they're playing Pattonsburg, so that's the other game with GRC teams. Uh, and you were at that game. I watched uh, – I know you didn't broadcast it, but you were at that game, and I, I watched it on Albany TV. And um, – King City just scored at will. Pattonsburg tried to keep up with them early. I think they, they were able to score early, but, you know, once they turned the ball over, um, King City just scored at will. Um, I think it was uh, Ty Mooney. Uh, I can't remember the touchdown. I think I lost count, seven or eight touchdowns in that game. But they they could have scored 100 in that game. I mean, they it was only them uh, kneeling down at the one-yard line that kept them from scoring 100 points in that game. But uh, Yep, because they had 92 points going into the third, fourth quarter. So. Right, so, uh, so it, was, uh, it was a game that King City, you know, they, they just were scoring whenever they wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. And King City, they're a very physical football team, and it's not something that Pattonsburg can handle right now with that. So um, that's, I, just, I watched that game the first time. I don't see any way that King City doesn't win that game comfortably on there. Mm-hmm. So uh, the only thing that makes it weird when you play Pattonsburg is there's going to be a lot of possessions because they right. are going to score either fast or they're going to turn the ball over fast. So it's one of the two on there, so you're going to get a lot of possessions. Uh, a long first quarter, and then you kind of go from there, just kind of get through that first quarter, and you should be fine playing Pattonsburg, kind of deal with that. So I think right. King City gets a win there, gets some young guys some playing time in the second quarter possibly, and get healthy going to that big LeBlon game possibly. Well, I know you're going to be at uh, the uh, Albany uh, EA game next week, it sounds like. I haven't decided where I'm going to be next week. I may join you. I, am not, I may not. haven't decided. <laughs> but uh, but I appreciate the time. Uh, they, they've turned all the lights off here, so we probably, uh, probably need to – use our flashlights to find our cars but i appreciate uh taking the time to talk to me after yeah, the yeah absolutely this was a lot of fun here and watching some good football here in the northwest missouri and uh see some more football the next couple of weeks and probably gonna watch albany ea this next week and then the winner of that game against north angel the week after so uh, a lot of good football here early on in the playoffs um with it and should be a lot of fun to see who comes out of it oh thank you for your time devin i'd like to thank devin for taking the time to talk with me after the game uh and so next week, I am not sure uh, where I'm going to be or if I'm going to be at a game. Uh, it all depends on some things that are going on uh, personally. But, uh, you know, if I'm at a game, I will be doing another podcast. If not, I'll probably will just uh, have updates on Twitter all night uh, for the next round. You can catch me on, at Grand River Conference on Twitter. But um, it, it will be determined whether I'm going to be at a game next week. Uh, so I will keep you updated on that. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Grand River C-O-N-F. Uh, thank you for uh, joining me tonight on the uh, podcast and we'll catch you again next time on the uh, GRC podcast.